We've got three minutes. <laughs> We're almost ready. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. We have a very special show today. We have two, actually three, maybe four for the price of one. If you watch my show regularly, you know that Kathy Hester has a regular slot the first Wednesday of the month. It's called Kathy Hester's Vegan Kitchen. She's usually demonstrating incredible plant-based recipes. First Monday of the month is Dr. John McDougall, who will be on Monday, because next Monday is the first Monday actually giving a fabulous talk about Alzheimer's disease, but they are together for the first time. Why? Well, it turns out that Kathy Hester recently graduated from the 12-day McDougal program and her reluctant spouse, Cheryl, came along for the ride and had amazing success getting off almost all of her diabetes medication. So prepare to be inspired. If you have a health challenge, especially a lifestyle-related disease, excess weight, anything you want to get rid of, diabetes, autoimmune disease, arthritis, in 12 days, you can have dynamic health simply by by doing the McDougal program. It sells out quickly. We'll give a link to register for the next one. And here to tell about their experience is Cheryl and Kathy, and also to talk about why it's so successful, Dr. John McDougal. Please welcome everyone to the show. Hello, everyone. Thanks for being here. Hi, it's a pleasure as always to be on your show. Well, I am so excited for you guys just to hear about what happened to you both in 12 days and to have them also the man that made it possible. Welcome, Dr. McDougal. Were you expecting such great success from these ladies? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's, not, it's not like this occasionally works. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's like quitting smoking, stopping coughing or you know, quitting the booze and you're not falling down anymore as a drunk. When you when you quit the food poisons, uh, what happens is your body does what it naturally does. It heals. And uh, and I, I've been I've been at this for well, let's see, 30, 35 years now. I've been doing this with residential programs. <clears throat> We've been doing it for the last three years with the telemedicine program. And no, I'm not surprised. Uh, I've had a chance to take care of 12,000 people myself. What would surprise me is if they didn't respond in a positive way. I, you know, I, I would have had to figure out why. <clears throat> I'd start thinking about things like, didn't I communicate properly what the program's about? The McDougall program is focused around the diet because people are suffering from food poisoning. And so what you do is you stop the food poisoning, the body heals. So the diet is based around traditional eating. Uh, for example, if you if you think about what they used to used to eat, and they still do. Uh, commonly in Asia, you you know you pick the starch rice, and and if you thought about your your friends and relatives uh, south of the border, Mexico, Central America, you think about the people of the corn. You go a little further south, and you get down into the Andes, and in South America, you think about potato eaters, the breadbasket of the world, which is what we're focused on politically these days. The breadbasket of the world. They didn't, you know, they didn't name it the, the tri-tip basket of the world. This is the breadbasket of the world. So when you go back to traditional eating, I mean, show some respect for your ancestry. You know, it's it's mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, great grandma and grandpa who ate the McDougal diet. Just get back with it. And then you will cure the diseases that are common to kings and queens and aristocrats. So no, Cheryl and Kathy, you are. Not exceptions, but thank you. <laughs> well, I don't feel very exceptional. And I do think that 
one of the things that that I I wasn't and I'm sorry no one's there to take care of our dog Max usually when I'm live Cheryl is taking care of the dog so he's going to disturb us a little bit but um I thought because I ate so close, I was not eating McDougal. So we would still go out. We would still have some fake meat. We would, but we didn't cook with oil. So I really, when I came in and talked to Dr. Lim, who's just wonderful. I, I love him. I love you too. Of course, Dr. Oh. McDougal. <laughs> but we didn't get to have, have yeah, as much he, one-on-one. He's so much more personable. He's so <laughs> nice. He's so you know, with, with Dr. Lim, you can sit down, you feel like you're sitting with your best friend. With me, you know, you're sitting with somebody who's at best a teacher, you know, at worst your doctor. So I, I I appreciate what you have to say about Dr. Lim. He's he's got the bedside manner, doesn't he? He's he's fabulous. And what I what I really loved, because I had a bad doctor experience before this. And so I had actually talked to Chef AJ. And so Chef AJ helped me really decide to go into the program because she's like, you'll love Dr. Lemmy so nice. And in the back of my head, I'm like, he's the doctor. He's not going to be that nice. And I talked to him. And then as soon as we, I got off the phone, I even made Cheryl sit with me while I talked with him because I was scared he was going to not be nice. And I looked over and I was like, can he live with us? <laughs> like, he's just <laughs> delightful. Um, but I had told him because I feel like, I, and I was adjacent. I was not compliant for sure. So I don't want anyone out there to get misconstrued idea of what the McDougal diet is, but I expected to probably not lose any weight, but to get healthier and feel better, you know? And the fact that I lost seven pounds, like really blew my mind. And then Cheryl had to come on, like, so we had the, the, wifely talk like I, I one of the things I did love so much were the Q&A's every day with you and Mary because as a married couple we can <laughs> you know do the little things and I was like okay look these are the boundaries you have to support me in this and this is what that looks like that looks like you're gonna go kind of go through the program with me adjacent I offered her to go in full in the beginning and she was like absolutely not and I <laughs> you know, I just thought it was going to be like every other thing, like, you know, yeah, okay, we're going on a different kind of vegan diet. Like I've been eating vegan now since 2019. I haven't really lost that much weight. Well, I should say initially when I went vegan, I did lose like 40 pounds, but then very quickly that stopped and, you know, and I wasn't losing any more weight or anything and my, my blood sugar numbers and stuff were still really high. So I, I didn't have a lot of great expectations, but I, I said, I'm with you. I'm going to support you in this. And, you know, and I'll watch all the things with you and I'll eat whatever you cook. And that's all like secret code for, yes, I'd like to stay married. <laughs> but, and, and she was really interested. She, cause like, that was the whole thing. Like she really did do everything. And I think it was Tuesday. The program starts on a Friday and then Tuesday, her her blood sugar numbers had come down because she has a continuous blood. Thank you. And and I had mentioned in the Q and A to Doctor McDougal. Oh, and we woke up and what was it like ninety one yeah, or something? It was it was getting low, and that's when you said, "Well, that's why we like to have them with the doctors." And and so we 
we actually, I was like, well, okay, let's try two things. One, we'll email our doctor who our current doctor GP is wonderful. And then I was like, why don't we just ask if you can get into the program now and just join up and do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So Kathy sent out an email to Heather um, McDougall and who's the CEO and kind of coordinates everything. And she is lovely. And um, next thing we knew, we were getting an email and a bunch of links and, you know, yes, Dr. Lim can see her tonight and sign all this paperwork. And, and before you knew it, like the whirlwind afternoon happened. And by the time we started um, those afternoon lectures, I was a full-blown member of the McDougal 12-day program. And I, I have to say that your lecture on food poisoning was like one of the first things that like I got sucked into that and just <laughs> it it all made so much sense and it was just like I could go in my brain and and like I even had a phone call with my mom this week and there's two things that came out of that phone call that was very interesting the first thing was my mom I said to her you know I was telling her how we were eating everything she was so happy for us and and she was like, well, you're still eating vegan, right? And I said, yes. And she goes, well, what's different? And I said, well, we cut out the oil and the processed foods. And then I explained to her about how you had this graph and it showed where everybody started getting obese and where all the, the medical problems started happening. And I said, you know, and I said, guess when that happened? And my mom immediately said, 1979. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's pretty close. And um, then she said, no, every time you leave, my dad, your dad always says to me, you know, they eat really healthy when they're here, but I don't understand why they haven't lost any weight. And so, you know, it made sense that, you know, it's, it's what we're putting in our mouth. And um, like you say, the fat you, you eat is the fat you wear. And that was exactly what was happening to us with all the going out to eat and eating mm -hmm. all the oil and stuff and the processed foods. Like we got rid of so much food during that program. Like we cleaned out the freezer and most of the pantry and we gave it all, you know, we have a share program here online where you can give stuff to people who are in need. We gave all that stuff away. Um, and it was unbelievable how much it was. It, it's it's true. And and it's all little things. And what's so funny is Cheryl has never been a label reader. So I went vegetarian in 1983 and had been vegan for about, I don't know, 10, 13 years now. So I had to find the chicken powder and everything. So I've read labels forever. And with um yes. with Jeff's thing she's like loves the math of label reading like it's like I feel like she should have a gold star in that or something <laughs> so but it's so funny for us to go through the store and she's the one reading the labels and so but I think the McDougal program I would just like to say too because when I came in I maybe had less expectations than other people because I knew of your work and I already believed in your work and I've, my recipes have options. So all McDougalers can eat for the past 10 years, right? And so I guess I wasn't expecting such a drastic change. I think I was getting a drastic change by Tuesday, but with Cheryl joining in and us being kind of a team on this and me not having to say, 
no, we're not going to go there. No, we can't have that anymore. You know, for her to, for us to kind of be a team makes it feel even better. But you talking about all the things, like, I think one of the things, questions that I've gotten about the McDougal program is just like, is it worth it? Right. Which is what we ask everything. We ask if, if this apple is worth that pound of price, you know, it's the normal thing. And, and it, it's not inexpensive, but what I'd like people to know is not only is it not inexpensive, she was already doing all the things and we added her in and gave you some more money because we felt like it was absolutely that much worth it. Yeah. Right. And I don't think that <laughs> that's <laughs> It's just, it's just like we started talking about, you don't hire talent like Dr. Lim, you know, on the cheap. You just don't do that. Right. Uh, you know, we, we brought together the, the best the best people in the world, as far as I'm concerned. You know, Jeff Novick and Doug Lyle and, you know, Mary and Heather. And we have a team that is not second class. You know, if, if you're looking for a, a cheap program or, you know, to, you know, to, well, anyway, uh, what I'm trying to say is, uh, the promise that we made to you, we make to everybody, is we're going to deliver the best we can. And yeah, it's going to it's going to require talented people, and talented people cost money. So, and talented. And the other thing is, is we offer you not only the twelve days with us, and you know, I'm sure you felt like you spent the time with Heather and Mary and I and Tiffany and Stacy and Doug and Jeff. I mean, you basically lived with us for twelve days, but we also you know, offer you an opportunity. In fact, everybody takes it. It's not just an opportunity to be supported for a year. And that's where a lot of programs let you down is they, they might give you some initial education, not much, a little bit. And then they send you out in the world to kind of figure it out on your own. But we don't do that. Uh, we feel that you need the support. We know you need the support. Otherwise, otherwise everything's free on my website. You know, I was going to say mean, that too. I sent that to a friend of mine because she... She was, she came to me and she's like, can't, and I'm not even going to say these falsities, but she thought two food groups that you absolutely allow were not allowed. I can't do that because I can't have X and X. And I'm like, yeah, you can. Why, why have you not read this? Because it's, and, and for anybody who can't afford to do something right now, but who really would like to do the program, go to Dr. McDougall's website, please. And, and I love the way you say here, you can take it for free. Nothing is held back. And I've taken the program and looked through it and nothing is held back for real. You don't get all this extra, you know, you don't see doctors, you don't, you know, have a health specialist and things like that. But if you're in a position that you can't afford it, you can still better your health with Dr. McDougall's knowledge. And I think that's so kind of you. And I think it's, it, Seeing that when I was looking at the program meant a lot to me because you're so genuine in your concern and wanting to help people. And that meant a lot. The other thing that meant a lot was this year-long support because it's easy to do something for 12 days. It's pretty easy to do something for three months. When you start getting it six months, that for me personally, that's when things get a little hinky. So thank you very much for putting so much thought in, in the 12-day program, as well as giving all the essentials out for free, because it's amazing. Yeah, I really no, I'd, like to, I'd like to talk about some of the other reasons people should think about getting our support, but I don't want to violate any of your privacy. 
So uh, if, if you'd read, no, Cheryl. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> All right, well, there, there are a few things that, that maybe you didn't hear or read in the program. That, you know, quite honestly, I refresh my memory all the time and I find new research all the time. One thing is that, uh, Kathy, uh, one of the things you might have tried is vegetable oil to help your failing liver. And uh, the thing is, this fatty infiltration of the liver is made no better, if not worse, by switching to good fats, omega-3 fats. Uh, the other thing is that, you know, I was looking through the information on, because this weekend I'm giving a talk on diabetes. Uh, every Saturday we have an intense lecture that goes on. It's a series of five lectures. It'll be this Saturday. But one of the things I was reviewing was how fat paralyzes insulin. And one of the papers that I pulled out, which was really an extremely well done study that would cause no one to question this, is vegetable fat paralyzes insulin as much as animal fat does. And so, you know, well-intentioned people like yourselves with diabetes and liver trouble, fatty infiltration of the liver, and both of you wanting to lose weight, you need to realize, and, and we were able to emphasize that for you, is that vegetable fat is just as toxic mm -hmm. as animal fat is. And specifically, I'll show you the research on fatty infiltration of the liver and how you don't get better. You just end up stuffing more fat in the liver and how uh, with, with diabetes, fat paralyzes insulin and polyunsaturated fats, omega-3 fats, flaxseed oil, fish oil, you name it, oil, paralyzes insulin and prevents it from being as active as it could be as much as animal fat does. The other thing is, is that particularly with, uh, with Cheryl, uh, you say you got most of your diabetic medication uh, would you would you tell us what you were able to stop and, and I'll offer you a little bit of extra advice. I'd also like to know what your blood sugars are, or what they what they've been, because I really don't know, Cheryl. I really am asking. Um, so I was taking four uh, metformin a day, and I was taking Ozempic once a week, and I was taking fifty units of insulin. And right now I am only taking 25 units of insulin. And uh, Dr. Lim has given me some direction on when I should start reducing that. Uh, right. Not quite there yet, but I'm getting pretty close to reducing it for the first time. Um, in the past week, um, my blood sugars have ranged anywhere from uh, 90 to 120. Um, today was 123. Um, and prior to starting the program, um, my morning uh, glucose was usually in the 200s. Um, my last um, time I went to the doctor and had it checked, I believe it was 204. The time prior to that, it was 240. And my A1C in January before they started me on insulin was um, double digits was like uh, 10.4 or something like that. So I had gotten it down to 7.9, but that was all, you know, with the medication and everything. And um, now- okay. let, let me let me carry, our, let me carry our, our doctor visit on a little bit further because I am one of your doctors, Cheryl and Kathy. Anybody who goes through the program, uh, you're now one of my patients. And that's the only way 
that I take on new patients. Uh, I, I, I'm tired of one night stands. You know, I can't I can't get, get excited about the seven minute office visit. So for my own satisfaction, the only people I see, and you are my patients, are, are people who've taken the trouble to go through the program, either the live-in program that we ran at Stanley Hospital or the resort program that ran for 18 years in Santa Rosa, California, or the telemedicine program we run for the last three years. Now, my instruction to you as your doctor, Cheryl, you need to get off the insulin. Okay. And I'll tell you why. The danger of you having a high blood sugar is what? Well, what would happen if your blood sugar went back to 200? I mean, it's been to 200 before. Does anything happen? Nothing. What happens if your blood sugar goes to 20? Yeah, that's... I go into okay, it's dangerous to have low blood sugar. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my instruction to you would be to stop the insulin okay. and see what happens, you know, and your blood sugar may run a little higher, but that's okay. Because there's nothing dangerous about having a high blood sugar. Certainly not in the short run, but there's something very dangerous about having a low blood sugar. And that's what you're on the verge of suffering is hypoglycemia. You could get picked up for a DUI. You could get in an auto accident and hurt or kill somebody. You could fall off of a, a wall. Or, you know, I mean, it's very dangerous to have hypoglycemia. So you're taking what, 25 units of insulin. Stop it. Okay. Okay. And then see what happens. We can always restart it. Yep. So, um, you know, you, you, it's always best on the air to, on the side of too little as opposed to too much when it comes to diabetic medications. But, uh, you know, in time, I'm sure you realize uh, in time, your blood sugars will become normal and it may happen quicker than you, as it has over the last couple of weeks. It may happen a lot faster than you think. And you don't want to be in a situation where you hurt yourself from the medication. So, you know, that kind of, uh, of, uh, extra help that you're able to get by attending the program. And, you know, I'm with you. Once you're a McDougal patient, you're a McDougal patient for life. That kind of help to, you know, guide you along. And, you know, I've had a lot of experience. I've been doing this for 37 years. Anyway, uh, the other thing is, is you may not have realized, uh, Kathy, that all this vegetable fat was just as toxic to your liver. And you also may not have realized that you know, the liver is, and I think I told you this in the program, is one of the most regenerative organs that we have. So even though you've destroyed a bit, I think they said you had something like stage three liver three, disease. Yeah, stage three fibrosis. With yeah, that. yeah. You've got enough liver to last you 150 years. So and you saying that to me. So like one of the things when you're in the program, so every day you get a Q&A with Dr. McDougall and Mary. And you see, it's kind of funny, it's bringing it back because you're in the same spot. I'm seeing my Hawaii that I got to see every day. <laughs> and what's kind of great is that you really are able to then ask him for personal advice. And when I saw the Q&A, I wasn't really expecting it to be that way. And, and I've been, you saying that to me that, you know, I have enough liver for the rest of my life easily because changed a lot for me because I was really fearful. I'm like, okay, they say fibrosis, you can't really improve it. So I, you know, I've got to really pull it together right after my biopsy. I lost 10 pounds then I lost this seven pounds going to be continuing so that I don't have a fatty liver anymore, but my liver doctor, my GP never really talked about what any of this stuff meant. 
And, and what that meant is I went Googling because I'm a Googler anyhow. Most of the time it makes me feel better, but I'm like, the only cure if it goes to like stage four cirrhosis is a liver transplant. And I consider my wisdom teeth being removed major surgery. So I was about to have... I it caused a lot of anxiety. And some of the things that you talked about too were during our Q and A's and elsewhere is like quality of life and being so upset about getting medical diagnosis. But I just wanted to tell you that you saying that to me, instead of me looking at like, well, how much can I squeak out here as far as life, you know, like I'm only 58 and I'd like to be really old and crotchety. I'm a little crotchety now, but I like to get real crotchety. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's really nothing wrong with either of you that can't be fixed easily. But if you continue to on the route that you were going, you could develop stage four cirrhosis. Yeah. And you could, you could only have an option of liver transplant. That's not so much fun. It's the same thing with diabetes. Uh, diabetics have a lot more cancer and heart disease and strokes and all kinds of problems. In addition, in addition, just the idea of having taken all these drugs every day must be burdensome. And to think of yourself as a sick person, you know, I just, you know, what a, what a way to go through life is to live in a pill box, uh, live, um, figuring out when your next doctor appointment is and, you know, gauging everything based upon the fact that you're a, 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 a marginal person that you've been you're handicapped. You got you got ill. You're not you're not like you want to be. But that can all be fixed. It can be fixed very very quickly. And you saw it in 12 days. You know what the long term will be, and everybody will see this because you obviously are a personality, both of you now. On Chef AJ's show, they're going to watch you, and they're going. Of course, this puts a lot of pressure on you too. And I decided, because I've been doing lives and I teach cooking classes, so I've been in the whole food plant-based community for a long time, and I talked with Chef AJ, and I had made a decision to talk about my diagnosis and my biopsy, both for other people and kind of as a support system for me. I, I have to say, my community is super awesome. So the people in there are super supportive, and also the more... I talk about this, the more someone else feels like they can talk about something being wrong and figuring out how to, to do better. And I think that that's more important than me feeling comfortable all the time. Um, but it's the, I can't say enough good things about the program. Um, and, and I was not paid to, I promise you, I paid money and I'm telling you good things, right? But well, they, didn't, like, they didn't pay me to come on either today, but thanks. <laughs> uh, but I, I, want, I want everybody to realize that you're not unusual. I can remember when Mary and I first heard about this. You know, we were living on the sugar plantation. We met some people who were vegan. And that was really strange back then. Good grief, this was almost 50 years ago. And as a matter of fact, uh, Mary was in a childbirth education class uh, with her pregnancy with Heather, who's almost 50 years old now. And we met this couple, uh, Buzz and Susan Hughes were their names. And they lived uh, right above where we lived in Honoka'a, Hawaii. And they were kind of a hippie couple with a bunch of kids living out in rural Hawaii. And they invited us over for our first vegetarian dinner. And we did. We had a vegetarian dinner. We had a 
some type of barley stew and a Caesar salad and you know peach pie for for dessert and that was good. I thought it was good, but I can remember driving as fast as I could home and and walking through the kitchen to the refrigerator, pulling open the door, pulling open the the the, the meat bin and making myself a Dagwood sandwich because I didn't think I was going to make it till the morning without my fix of meat. And, you know, it, it took me a while after that. So I, I would ask all of you to not, not be impatient with the people around you, but in particular, don't be impatient with yourself. You know, just try and expose yourself as much as possible. And of course, Chef AJ's show and Kathy and Cheryl being here and, you know, talking to you like common regular old people. It is a kind of inspiration that you need. And hopefully what will happen is you'll you'll understand this simple message long before you get seriously hurt, because you're going to get hurt. I mean, look around you. Look at 80% of people are overweight or obese. You know, half the people die prematurely of heart attacks and strokes. You know, half the people get major organ cancers in their lifetime. And where do you want to spend your time and money? You're going to get hurt unless you stop doing the things that are making you sick. It's just like if somebody was talking to you about cigarette smoking today, you'd understand that. Or somebody was talking about alcoholism or the use of, uh, of heroin or, you know, you'd understand that particular message. But somehow, you know, in our society with uh, so much advertisement, we've been convinced that food has nothing to do with health. That you should and could eat anything you wanted. And as a result, it doesn't seem to be much change taking place, at least as I thought there should be. You know, I, I thought once people heard about this, Cheryl and Kathy, they'd be lined up out my office door waiting to see me. And you know what? <clears throat> it's been 50 years and that line's never formed. It's, it's sort tough. of formed. It's, it's it's sort of formed. But I do understand what you're saying too, because you thought that more people would come. And I think People also, you know, just coming from the vegan side, I always say, do you want this apple or the vegan apple? And no one will take the vegan apple, even if it's the same thing. Like people have this thing. And yeah. I think sometimes like with, for those of you who are considering a McDougal diet, and I want to be real specific with people. We were not doing Mary's Mini for 12 days. We weren't even doing the maximum weight loss plan for 12 days. We did regular old McDougal, which isn't that different than how we cooked at home. Right. It's just, again, ha and I know for those of you who are not having your partner on board, it can be harder. But what you you get is, is you get Dr. Lem, Dr. McDougal, Stacy or Tiffany is your health coach. You get all these people for support. And we've been starting to do the. Yep. Shout out to the starchables that we oh. have met. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's one reason I, I, I don't call it a vegetarian or vegan diet. I, I call it a starch-based diet. I know that for a lot of people, the word starch is uh, un, it's unrelatable, but that's what the, the food is called. It's called starch. And and again, you're, you should look about that. You should look at this from the point of view of your ancestry. At least half you out there know a relative you know, an aunt or an uncle or a grandpa or a great-grandpa, grandma that ate the McDougal diet. And they were trim and healthy and hardworking into their 80s and 90s. So, you know, look back upon your own ancestry. Show some pride in your family, in your heritage. 
switch to a starch-based diet. You don't have to be vegan. You know, you can, you can even drink alcohol if you want. You're over 21. You can smoke cigarettes. You know, you're over 21. You can make decisions. But, you know, as Kathy and Cheryl and I are trying to tell you, we'll bring Mary in here in a minute, is that you need to have the right information or you don't have a choice. And, you know, once you have the information, you know, actually, I've had to kind of step back because it has been frustrating for me over the years. I have had to realize that I'm not going to make everybody follow the McDougal diet. And I, I need to get my reward, you know, my worth, my self-worth out of people just like you two. You know, I've had a chance to help a, a couple of people. And, uh, you know, I made a positive difference in your life. And I feel good about that. But as far as changing the world, I don't think I'm going to live long enough. But with a little help, I might. Come on, guys. I'm a little help. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying for sure. And, you know, even halfway through the McDougal program, I did a live because I was supposed to interview someone and it, we got our wires crossed. And I just talked about this is what day six looks like. I did a Costco haul because I think a lot of times people go, oh, I can't do X because I live in the boonies. You got a Walmart, you can do the McDougal diet. You got a garden, you can do the McDougal diet. You live in the big city, there's all kinds of whole foods and stuff. You can do the McDougal diet, but you can do it on the cheap. You can do it on the fancy, just like anything else. But I mean, also the bonus of eating potatoes, like obviously I was, I've never been of the mind that was going to go keto paleo diet, but like to me, that would cause like some sort of crisis if we couldn't have potatoes. And I love the way Dr. McDougall that you talk about, you know, how potatoes are the most satisfying food and they're also one of the cheapest foods. So are beans. So a lot of times I hear people say, I can't do X because I don't have any money. Well, beans, rice, potatoes, pretty cheap. Yeah, pretty cheap. <laughs> and he knows. that's 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 you know everybody's looking for the gimmick that's the problem and that's true yeah. and and there is no gimmick it's just there's no gimmick i'm sorry it's just <laughs> you eat and you eat more than you think you're going to and you eat things that you never thought you could especially as a diabetic you know i looked at potatoes and corn and fruit and things like that it's right. kind of like uh um and so you know, that's one of the reasons why I was skeptical to begin with, but here I am like eating potatoes like crazy. I don't feel like, like I'm neglecting any of my cravings or anything like. But, and your blood sugar keeps going down. <laughs> she was gonna going to tell you, cause like we took a big hike. We weren't going to take a big hike, but kind of didn't know where we were. So we took like two miles more than we thought we were we going lost to in the woods. <laughs> it's near the house and then Cheryl was looking and your blood sugar had dipped really pretty yeah, low it, what was it it got down to 66 so yeah see so that's dangerous yeah that's not is, you, you really need to be on the side of the near a river so yeah but that's fun. also why she just said yes Dr. McDougall I will I will, I will without any questions or arguments I will yeah. do that but that's because she was like I bet it's getting too low but it's it's crazy and and I'm not trying to make anything out to be gimmicky but it's just it ticks a lot of boxes it's filling it's not super expensive it's simple her her medicines went down so much faster than we thought like like 
it, it's just kind of amazing. And I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir talking to Dr. McDougall about this, but, but I also want everybody who's watching. So I know you hear Dr. McDougall and he's awesome and I will listen to him all day too, but it's also nice to see some people who are just like you, who did it and got results like, and Cheryl didn't even want to do the program. That's what's crazy to me. She, cause she's always been, had more health issues than I have, but me having a health issue and her having to worry about me made her finally like decide she didn't want me to have to worry that way. When I was sitting in the hospital waiting for her to come out from that biopsy, like just, I was such a mess, just nervous. Um, thank goodness yeah. one of our friends that works at the hospital sat with me because I was just like, and I was like, no, I don't want to ever go through this again. I don't, whatever we've got to do to get her well was fine with me. And I didn't really like, you know, I just always thought, well, I'm diabetic. I'm always going to be diabetic, but now I have hope. Oh, you should. I am not going to be a diabetic forever. And I know I'm confident this time that I'm going to be able to take off the weight that I need to take off. I have more energy already. It's been yes. what, two weeks or so. I have, I walked, I did a four mile hike yesterday in the woods, in rough terrain, and didn't bat an eyelash, wasn't gasping for air, and like used to be going up the stairs a couple times would cause me to be winded, and I just, I have so much energy, it's hard for me to sit still these days, like I want to be up doing something, like I get restless, and to me that, that's kind of an amazing byproduct of this. Well, let, let me kind of summarize. Uh, because of your experiences, you can now pick the days you are well. You can pick the days you, you are sick. You know, because, and, and, and that brings me to a point, is sometimes people don't learn it the first time. Obviously, you two have been at it for quite a while, and your experiences have brought you to the point where you're ready to change. Well, just keep having positive experiences and try and get the negative experiences out of your life. Negative experiences are like a liver biopsy or heart surgery, or shooting yourself with insulin every day. Those are negative experiences. Positive experiences are, you know, taking a walk and finding yourself able to do things you never dreamed of doing before. Or again, I, I have to compliment Chef AJ on bringing together some like minds every day. And we all get to share in the fact that we're not really, we're not really crazy. <laughs> we're, we're doing something very sensible because all of us are getting well. Anyway, it's 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 exciting. You guys have the knowledge. And the other thing I hear from you that's really important is you really care about each other. It's just like, you know, if anything ever happened to Mary, you know, I mean, we've been together for 51 years. Good grief. Mm -hmm. I would do anything for her. And it sounds like you feel the same about each other as you do anything to not be alone, to have each other's company. And I think a lot of you out there most of you probably have somebody in your life that you feel the same way about. So you say to yourself, okay, I don't mind having a heart attack. I, I can go through heart surgery. Yeah, but how about those people around you? You know, how about your, your mom and your dad, your kids and your brothers and sisters, and your spouses? I mean, what are they going through? What are you, how selfish to allow these people to go through such suffering on the account that you are not willing to listen to sense? Just, I don't know. I'm still working at it. Like I said, I've been at this for a long time. I haven't quite figured it out yet. 
I think you got it pretty figured out. (laughs) (laughs) I got a few answers and most of the time I've got them right, but. Yeah, no, it's just, it was such a great experience and we really want to thank you very much for curating like this perfect dream team and Uh and you know Heather is delightful like there was no one who wasn't kind of delightful you you definitely have your opinions (laughs) but you were (laughs) you know but I feel like you imparted so much knowledge too you know, like you said before, you didn't feel as touchy feel like you're as touchy feely as maybe Dr. Lim is. But oh, yeah. I think- I mean, he's in he's in there. Show us there's a soft side to the McDougal program. Dr. Lim <laughs> is such a great man. <laughs> uh, um, well, and, and he he's amazing you know, he, because he talks about your mental stuff too. It's yeah. not just like going to a doctor and they take your vitals and go, okay, these are the things. Well, every everybody brings a, a, a different part of the puzzle in, just like Dr. Lyle, you know, he's trying to teach you that it's the behaviors that result from our emotions, you know, and we don't have to act on these, these emotions. We can not do destructive things. And so you've got a psychological point of view that's practical and doesn't make you feel guilty, gives you an opportunity to, to take action. And the same thing with, uh, with Jeff Novick, he gives you a very practical aspect of dietetics, you know, not memorizing a whole bunch of figures and facts. He shows you how to read labels and shows you how they're cheating you. So uh, I guess the way that I would summarize the education of our program is that we don't ask you to believe in us. We, we just ask you to let us open your eyes so that you can see this. And once you see it, nobody's going to distract you from it. You know, every place you go, all the friends you see, all the relatives you meet with, you'll understand why they're in the physical condition they're in. You know, it's it's their dinner plate. And, uh, you know, it, it becomes obvious as to what the problems are. Now you have the problem of having the frustration I have, and that is knowing an approach that could really make a difference. And you mentioned that it's all positive. I just want to mention a couple other things before I get Mary to come in here. Is we also have issues of animal rights, you know, animal abuse, which to me used to be nonsensical. I didn't really understand the importance 50 years ago. I was just busy at taking care of, you know, people. But this this whole animal thing is huge. I can understand why people are, are more concerned about the, the welfare of the cows and the sheep. But I didn't at one time, or the, all the chickens, or at least as concerned about them as they are about, you know, about people. And the planet issues are huge. Yeah. You know, we can, we can make such a difference by sharing this message and letting people know that the agriculture, the animal agriculture business is destroying this planet. And each, each, each individual can make a difference. You can cut your CO2 production by 80% overnight by making this kind of dietary change. And you do it. And then you tell 10 people about it. And they do it, and then they tell another 10 people, hey, we could conquer the world in the next five or 10 years. <laughs> well, let's try. All right. Anyway. Let's see if we can get Mary to stop here and hear us say a little. Uh, uh, can I ask a question? Is sure. that okay? 
Um, so at, first of all, like I, I'm just jumping up and down. Like I, I'm so excited that they, they even considered doing the program because Kathy's been a dear friend of mine for years. And I've met Cheryl. They've come to my conferences. And you, know, you, you just can't go up to people and say, hey, do the, do, you know, the, the student has to be ready. But I'm curious, ladies, like was there a period where the food didn't taste as good to you right away? Cause you have, you have a secret weapon, Cheryl, because you have Kathy. And I knew that if anybody could succeed, I mean, Kathy is such an extraordinary chef recipe creator teacher that I knew that if she got the information, she can make anything delicious. And so, you know, there was kind of an advantage there. And I was also a little nervous doing the cooking demo because Kathy is like amazing. And I'm like, what am I going to teach her? But I'm just curious, like, what tweaks did you guys have to make to your cooking? You know, I, I'm interested because people are, are saying, well, you know, Kathy cooks this way. Was it a big jump? Was it a big step? You know, okay. There were two things I'd like to say. So one is since Cheryl, I kind of made Cheryl do it with me to begin with, is that I made sure I made kind of a, a com very compliant but fancy dinner. So since we weren't doing the maximum weight loss, we could have some tofu. So I made some air fried tofu with oat gravy. I made, you know, mashed potatoes and greens, which is one of her favorite meals. So, and then, you know, we, we got to have pasta, right? So we had some chickpea pasta. So a lot of things are were much more normal. If you had just like a little camera on us, you would be like, they're not doing the McDougal program. But yeah, we were. Um, and we had oatmeal every day, which we used to. And now we're back on it. So we're on y'all's team of oatmeal every day for breakfast. And I just throw it in the slow cooker, the instant pot, and it's ready when we get up. Um, um, the other thing that's changed is instead of, of just kind of like waiting to decide what we want to eat, we have stuff that's ready to go. So we are not tempted to go get food somewhere or anything like that. So we keep um, some brown rice in the refrigerator now. We keep some potatoes that are already cooked up and ready to go that we can just pop that stuff in the microwave. And, or the and, air fryer. Or the air fryer and just, you know, it's ready. We have, she, she chopped up a bunch of romaine for me the other day and I have two containers of romaine that I just it's already ready to go I just pull it out throw it in my bowl with my rice and you know make a bowl with vegetables and and she made a delicious <laughs> ranch type dressing that like was amazing so I ate a bunch of salads last week with that dressing you want to talk about that dressing Oh, I'm trying to, I think I used, uh, I finally found out in the world, it's a, an unsweetened almond yogurt with no oil and no weird stuff. I usually make my own soy yogurt, but I wanted to find one that everyone could get. And then I just, I took some soy milk, put a little apple cider vinegar to make it into buttermilk and put some spices in there. And if you're salt free, you don't have to put salt in the, um, my and Mary may have a different one, but my favorite like plain no salt blend is to take a tablespoon of garlic powder, a tablespoon of onion powder, and a teaspoon of ground celery seed, mix it together and use it as you would salt. It adds a little something to the tongue, but then like you, it doesn't make everything take, taste Mexican. Like if you have a Benson table tasty or sometimes they taste all the same, but I think prepping a little bit of food ahead of time. So I was working hard during those 12 days. Yes. I took 12 days. I didn't do anything for my job job um, because I wanted to make sure the, the fridge was stocked, that Cheryl felt 
she in case she got hungry i wasn't sure what to expect and then also just taking some of those favorites and making sure like so cheryl loves garlic bread I so i roasted garlic so if she wanted a piece of bread i spread the roasted garlic on it there you go right so, so she, mary you made those amazing burgers one night um that were the actually veggies brand or something like that and so like the next day I was like okay we got to go to Whole Foods and I got to try those um so we got some of those and um Ezekiel. Ezekiel buns and um I actually had a burger and so like I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything because I mean yes I have an advantage because I have her and I can say I'm craving this and she can figure out a way to make it compliant but also at the same time I'm not afraid to go into the refrigerator and just pull out some rice and pull out some vegetables and just make something myself. And it's simple and mm -hmm. I don't have to think about it and it's filling. And I think that's a great thing. Well, you know, it's like Dr. McDougall says, everybody needs a Mary and uh, Kathy is your Mary. <laughs> and you know what I'm thinking, guys, is, um, you know, Kathy, I see a, a new cookbook in your future. Kathy does McDougall. I mean, you know, something like that, because you are so talented already. You you know, and one of the things, uh, um, Dr. McDougall and Mary, you may not know, because I don't think you knew Kathy until then, is even, even when maybe she was using oil or other things, Kathy always knew how to do this. And what was really extraordinary and is extraordinary about Kathy, and one of the reasons I liked her so much is that sometimes you would get these vegan recipe creators and you would say, but how do I make this without oil? And they, like, they literally say, I remember this. Well, get over it, you know? And then Kathy, even if she was eating oil, was always able to include people, whether they were gluten-free, oil-free, nut-free, regardless of what Kathy ate on her vegan diet, she was always able to create recipes to include everyone. And so I really do see a cookbook in your future of all McDougal recipes that will, of course, have the introduction and be endorsed by Dr. John and Mary McDougal. And maybe I can write a little endorsement too, because I feel like I brought you guys together. You just feel like I could cry. I'm so happy. And I sent you a oh. present that I was hoping would get here so that Dr. McDougall would see it because I think he would find it hilarious. But maybe we can show it to him on the show on Monday. Anyway, take it away, Dr. McDougall and Mary. I'm wearing the same color as Mary today. Cool. Hi. All I can say is life would be really tough if I didn't have Mary to help me in the kitchen. Uh, I, 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 but I, but I buy oatmeal by the twenty-five pound bag, so I'd still be alive. <laughs> so you know, it, I, I things things would be a little simpler, but I, I don't think I could ever eat the other way again. Um, I'd probably have the same thing over and over again. I'd find like you did the burgers. I could I could probably put together burgers myself. There are a few other packaged foods out there that fit what I would consider a healthy meal plan. In other words, they're starch-based, oil-free, and animal product-free. So, but I don't know. We'd I, we'd we'd survive. Thirty years ago, and none of that stuff was available. You had to make everything from scratch. Yeah. You know, it was it, there was nothing when we first started out. You couldn't you couldn't find actual veggies that were frozen. You had to make your own burgers from yeah. something else, and you couldn't find. Even, um, even fake milk, we you had to make rice. Yeah, I had to make my own milk. You couldn't, you couldn't go to the store and find all. There's a huge assortment of almond milk and uh, soy milk and rice milk, and uh, you couldn't find any of that. In our original cookbook, uh, 
called Making the Change, which I believe we published in 1978. Mary has a recipe for rice milk. <laughs> yeah. you know, we didn't use soy milk because soy is relatively high in fat. So she put together a rice milk for people. And of course, that's one of the things that I could have done, Mary. I could have gotten, I could have gotten into the, the healthy candy oh, bars. I could yeah. have gotten into the soy milks. But, I, you know, instead, I just thought I had to do, <laughs> I had to do things a little bit more. I didn't, I felt I couldn't make any compromises. Healthy candy bars, I'd be a billionaire by now. Yeah. The McDougal candy bar. And I could have probably made it pretty healthy. What do you think, Kathy? Can we work on that recipe? <laughs> it would have to have a lot of nuts to be a McDougal candy bar. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I'm curious. People are, you, the comments, I don't know if you guys can see it, but people are so happy for you here. Zena says, I'm literally crying because we're just, it's just such a wonder. And I know how you feel, Dr. McDougal and Mary, when people reclaim their health, how wonderful you feel. But especially when you love somebody and their friends, like you can't make them do it. But when you see them on the path, and I just see a future for you two that's just going to be so bright. And, you know, you already have helped so many people, Kathy, just through your recipes. Just see, think about how many more you're going to be able to help. But I'm curious, like, you know, I, I never told you this probably, Dr. McDougal, but like I had tried your diet a long time ago and I couldn't stand it. And I think it was because I was eating such a high fat vegan diet, you know, not necessarily nuts, but, you know, I was eating, you know, oil and vegan junk food that like I, Charles reminded me of this. This was so many years ago. This is like when you spoke at VegSource for Jeff Nelson, it might've been like 2008. And I remember we went to Sharky's and we got a burrito and it had beans and rice and salsa. And I almost like passed out. I'm like, this is disgusting. You know, and I realized like, cause I was missing the fat, you know? And, uh, but, but now that I eat this way, it's like, I can't imagine eating that way. And, and like, I just love that I get to eat so much food. Do you guys like that about this program because like I just cannot believe how thin I am and how much I eat and how much I get to eat every day and that to me is the best part about the McDougal diet it's like you get to just stuff your face I told St well there were two things but first I told Stacy I'm like I if I were you I would think I was lying it's impossible for me to eat this much food and lose seven pounds like that's crazy talk it's just not possible and then um, we were both the, I think it was the second day and we, we had that second bowl of oatmeal and we both just like kind of went from to like, oh, we're oh. being very naughty. We're having a second bowl of oatmeal. And we talked to Stacy about it because, and I know I'm 58 years old. I'm supposed to be okay, able to talk to myself that I could have a second bowl of oatmeal, but I needed a little extra support on that. And then it's like, no, no, you really are supposed to eat until you're not hungry and not hungry being like an eight ish out of 10. So not where I think everybody, maybe you guys have have eaten or Thanksgiving, you know, when you're like, oh, I, I ate so much. I don't feel good. You're not supposed to be that kind of full, but full enough. And, and then we'd be hungry and it'd be time for lunch. And we were like, what? Because we, <laughs> we used to never eat lunch. We didn't eat lunch. We, our doctor, our, the doctor that I wasn't thrilled with had us on intermittent fasting. And she's like, it's even better if you can wait this long and it's even better. And then we kind of realized in the week, you know, that we had messed up our hunger system signals by doing that, I think. Because it wasn't just a natural like, oh, I ate a lot for dinner. Like you guys would talk about that. So I didn't eat much this morning. It wasn't like that. It was like, hungry is bad. Eat, oh, you know, don't have more than a half a cup of fruit all day. Or 
actually she was concerned about me having a half a cup of fruit more than like once a week. It was very like the very restrictive. I just want you to eat tofu and vegetables. If I had done what she wanted me to do, I would have had tofu and vegetables like three times a day. I told her I was going back to eat oatmeal before I left that practice. And she, you would have thought I said, I'm going to eat three pounds of bacon every morning because she was just like, oatmeal. That's crazy. Why would you eat oatmeal? I'm like, I'm whole food plant based. Do we need to talk about this? But how did you feel? Because you never felt you never went hungry never, for sure. I never went hungry. In fact, like now I think I've got my my system to where I just I eat till I'm full. And then if I'm hungry, I eat a little something like I might have an apple or something for a snack. And then, you know, I'll have another meal, but I find myself, um, some days I eat more than others. Some days I'm more hungry than others, but for the most part, like I, I can feel a regulation happening in myself. Um, yeah. the only thing that I still notice that I have sometimes is I think I still have a little bit of ozempic stomach going on yeah, where it feels like things aren't quite working the way they should yet. And I was curious, Dr. McDougall, if you had an, any idea of how long it might take for all that to pass? Well, the, the Ocentic drugs are given, I believe, once a day once injection. A so is, you, you were taking it once a week. I heard you say that. Yeah. And some of the drugs are, are only given once a week. But I, I think the dosing on Ozempic is so like daily. So it should disseminate from your system, I would think, within a week. This, this is, uh, there, there's a lecture that I actually gave last Saturday. It's a culmination of like 50 years of research. But it starts out by asking people to believe that there's nothing wrong with them. You see, if you start out believing there's something wrong with you, your stomach's too big, you know, it, it got stretched out, you've got a psychiatric problem, you've got a, a too efficient of, 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 of hormones and genes. And, you know, it, it, if you take that attitude, it's, you're the problem, then you can't solve it. There's nothing wrong with you. And then the next thing I ask people to realize is that they're hungry for a reason. And that's because you need to take in nutrients. And that was not a mistake of our creator. It's just like we have a breathing drive and a thirst drive. The hunger drive is not wrong. What's wrong is we try and satisfy it with the wrong kind of nutrients. The hunger drive responds to starch, to carbohydrate. And this is the next section of the talk that I give. And then what I ask people to do is to realize how powerful hunger is. If you have any doubt about how powerful hunger is, just don't eat for 24 to 48 hours. You know, you, you'll, be, you'll be thinking of nothing else but food after about 24 hours. Try it. See what happens. See how, see how powerful you are against this hunger drive. You're not going to last 48 hours. You know, you, you'd kill it after 48 hours to get something to eat. So anyway, the way we try and deal with that is we either suffer with pain, which is what dieters do, or we go on these low-carb diets and we go into a state of ketosis, which suppresses the hunger drive, or we take these uh, semi-glutides like Ozempic and uh, Wigovi and there's a whole bunch Manjaro. of Manjaro. And you, you take these and they, they are, they're poisons. They're poisons that come from the Gila monster which is a, the only lizard in the United States. It's in the Southwest United States. And this little monster, only about that long, <laughs> he makes a poison in his lower jaw that makes you sick. 
And that's what they've done is they've taken Gila monster poison. And instead of it only lasting, the poison only lasting for minutes, they made it last days or weeks. And so they make you so ill and you are ill. I mean, the desired effects of taking these drugs is to suffer with nausea and vomiting or diarrhea. And, you know, that's what they, that's the desirable effects. That's what they're trying to do. So you're so sick, you can't eat. And the problem with these is that you, you lose an average of 37 pounds. It takes 68 weeks or about a year and a half to lose it. And it costs you $17,000. So you can either be hungry. You can go into ketosis on a low carb diet. You can make yourself sick with various kinds of drugs, or you can eat. And, and one of the things I told you in the program, and I, I tell every one of the listeners out here, the more you eat, the healthier and trimmer you will become because you've got to get a proper relationship with this hunger drive. You know, it's like, like me asking you, you know, instead of drinking six, six glasses of water a day, which is what you want, I want you to drink six a week. Instead of you taking a breath 18 times a minute, I want you to only take 12 breaths a minute. Would you do that for me? You know, it's as silly as me telling you, I know you want to eat, but you can't because there's something wrong with you. No, what you need to do, just like with uh, breath, you need to take in oxygen. And with thirst, you need to take in water. With hunger, you need to take in carbohydrate, sugar. This is what satisfies the hunger. I mean, until you realize that, and of course, when I say sugar, I mean starch, like rice, corn, and potatoes. But if you start with the attitude that you're a genetic defect or you're somehow anatomically improper, you've got too big of a stomach, or even if you say to yourself, well, the problem is me, I don't exercise enough, then you don't stand a chance. You just have to get the right rules. Eat. The more you eat, the healthier term you'll be. I promise you. So, you know, you're doing exactly what I wanted you to hear you doing, Cheryl. And Kathy, is that as you're you're showing respect for your body, and you're you're eating as if you're a normal person, but not wrong me. I'm just eating the wrong food. <laughs> food poisoning. It's called food poisoning. And that was and, a great talk. That was that was the talk that really got Cheryl invested, yeah. honestly, yeah. because I think we get so many messages out in the world especially women, you know, we're not right because we don't look like the Victoria's Secret model, or we're not right because we don't look like this. And everything is about, and, and especially even at 58, so probably when I was 10 reading magazines, those sorts of things come up. How can you lose weight, right? How We can even go right now, if we went to any grocery store anywhere, you're going to find a magazine that talks about how someone lost 90 pounds doing something, you know, like breathing near a tree. Who knows what, it's always some made up thing, right? I lost 800 pounds by standing on one foot for an hour a day. Instead, you know, we're always looking for these super quick fixes. And I thought I was taking the slow road, doing the McDougal. That's why I was so shocked that I lost more weight than I thought I would. Because I'm like, this is the right way. You're not depriving yourself. You're not torturing yourself. You're eating. I mean, we ate delicious food. It wasn't even, you know, I think the thing is, is I've always cooked with no oil 
in the house. It's just if we added in a veggie burger for her that wasn't compliant or some other things like that. So I think taste-wise, it wasn't a big change for us at all. No, we ate out a lot because if she was tired from cooking all day long, then I would be like, oh, I'll just go get us something. And, you know, all the vegan places around here are just like veggie burgers and fries, fries. and just, you know, everything full of oil. So once we cut that out, it just it's made a huge difference. It was easy. Uh, it, it, you know, we, we try and we try and pick our barriers carefully. And what you enjoy eating is you enjoy salt and sugar. That's the taste buds on the tip of your tongue. You need to respect that. Sugar should be in the form of potatoes and oatmeal and rice and corn and pasta and breads. That should be the sugar you eat primarily. But we even allow a little bit of table sugar, white sugar, brown sugar, honey molasses on the surface of the foods. It's the same thing with salt. If people don't like the food, when they start out, it's because of it's low sodium. All you have to do is take the salt shaker and put it over your, your soup or your stew or your pasta or whatever. Just put a little salt on it. All of a sudden, it becomes your favorite dish. Put your favorite spices in it and so on. I'm not trying to tell you the little salt, little sugar or health food. They're not, but they're not the problem. And if it encourages you to eat a starch-based diet, then I'll give you a little sugar. I'll give you a little salt. I'll give you the spices. And, you know, Kathy, of course, as a, as a world-class chef, she knows that. People like spice. They like sweetness. They like saltiness. They don't like raw chicken <laughs> or, or even cooked boiled beef. And, and they really don't even, can't even eat cheese if it isn't loaded with salt. If you can find saltless cheese, which I don't know where you get it, you wouldn't eat it. It's just a glob of grease. So then I'll understand how you're responding. Your hunger drive is normal. There's nothing wrong with eating. And they didn't put taste buds for salt and sugar on the tip of your tongue as a mistake. You know, and by the way, there are taste buds for starch on the tip of your tongue that are just as powerful as the sweet tasting taste buds. We are, we're normal. You wouldn't know it by looking around, but People are basically born into the world normal. We definitely are benefiting from your knowledge. And I really, really appreciate you guys being able to bring me into the program after it had already started. Um, this, this has all been very life-changing for me, for sure. Well, you know, uh, Heather gets to the point where the program is full, which happens quite often. And I, but I tell her, I said, look, there's this other person that needs to get in, Heather, and they really can't wait. And I think that's what came up with, <laughs> with your discussion, uh, Cheryl, is that, you know, we could, we could see that the success for Kathy depended upon, you know, you two working together. And it was an easy decision for us to slip in. And it didn't, it didn't in any way impact negatively upon the group, which, by the way, did you guys attend the morning sessions? Yes. yes, we did. And we have made tremendous friends from that. Um, actually, two of the participants, I don't know if you remember, um, Christine and Kevin Silva. They would be together. They're traveling in the van. They're so they were always in the van. Yeah. So they're actually moving from um, the campground that they're at in Tennessee, and they're going to stay at one in North Carolina that's not too far from us. So we're all going to get together. Um, 
in the next couple weeks. And so we have this morning. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. We, we yeah. have this morning session where none of the staff attends. It's just all the participants get together and they talk story. You know, they talk about how they're doing, what they like, what they don't like. And, uh, you know, we're pretty confident that there a lot of positive messages will come out of that or otherwise we wouldn't have this meeting. But it, it works out well. Uh, you know, you realize that not only are you getting well, but the person next to you that just had heart surgery is getting well. The person next to you has cancer. They're doing better, et cetera. You know, kidney failure. You know, they have hope. Liver failure. You know, they see that they could have a normal, healthy life if they, you know, took care of themselves. They, they start to realize that as a group, this is something, something that affects basically everybody. You know, it's, it's the food. Just fix the food. <laughs> fix the food and come back and tell me in six weeks that it ain't the food. You won't do that. It's the food. <laughs> and today was the first day I went to the alumni group, too. There's a different. So we have our session Zooms that we do, but then also every week there is an, uh, another Zoom for all the alumni from all the different programs. And I think tomorrow, and that was really nice. Everybody was super welcoming and it was a, it was a fun conversation where you could talk about, you know, if you had questions, like maybe I'm not sure what to do if I travel, that was a big conversation today. And we're going to be traveling because Chef AJ gifted us um, some tickets to the conference she's doing in September, and I'll let her talk more about that. But so we're going to we're going to be going to Sacramento. So now we're like, okay, now we have to plan this. But we have this resource of people who've been doing it for years mm -hmm. to give us some tips. And and we have I, six restaurants up here that do vegan SOS free. I mean, it's like unbelievable up here. They we did up here what Dr. McDougall did in Santa Rosa. And some of the restaurants already have the SOS free vegan menu. Three of them, you have to kind of tell them the day in advance. It's going to be amazing. I'm excited. We're so excited about that. And we're excited about our, it's kind of like our reward trip. Well, so, you'll, get to miss, you'll get to meet Dr. Lyle in person because he's one of the speakers at the conference. Oh, that'll be awesome, that'll be awesome too. We'd love to get Dr. McDougall at the conference, but I don't even ask him anymore because he doesn't like to travel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am traveling this September though. I'm going to the Plantrician Conference, and any of you who live in Palm Springs, that more is going to be me. Um, yeah, Palm, Palm Desert, Desert, Palm Desert, right, close to Palm Springs. Yeah, we'll be at the J.W. Marriott. The Plantrician Conference is having a big meeting, you know, 500 or more healthcare professionals, and <clears throat> they're all, they have uh, honored me by by giving me an honor. It's uh, what do they call it? Luminary, luminary, a luminary award which says that it's time for you to retire, John. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to give you rewards and kick you out and take over. I, I don't know. But anyway, I'll be there and Mary will be there. And it's uh, the Plantrician Conference. So any of you that are in the area, I think you can sign up if you'd like. You need a lot of great people there. Really good speakers at this conference. Very so cool. that's that's something we're doing. So I will be going out of the house, but uh, you're, you're right. I, I don't Not often. I don't really feel the need, uh, and it's because of uh, COVID-19. COVID-19 put us in a whole different world in the sense that we can have conversations just like this. If you'd have told me this five or 10 years ago, I'd have said, you're crazy. This will never, and technology could never move this fast. But look at what we're doing right now. 
You know, it's just like it's almost like we're sitting across from each other at the table. Right. You know, we live in a we live in a wonderful world where we have the possibility of controlling the future. We just have to get the truth out there. And that's a matter of enrolling as many people as we can. That's why that's why I keep telling Chef AJ, she's you know, she does a podcast, but she really ought to she really ought to be on the level of Jay Leno or Johnny Carson. <laughs> and I've been good. I've been on both of those shows, believe it. Or not. <laughs> oh, you're that good, you're that good, uh, Chef AJ. And so, you know, you keep all of us together and you, you know, keep the truth up front. And, I just want you to know how much we appreciate your. Thank you. Morning. I appreciate you coming on. Hey, Cheryl and Kathy, what was your favorite part of the program? Was it the day? I mean, like, I mean, I know everything was great, but like, what, what did you love the best? Gosh, you know, for, for me, um, I, I love um, when Dr. McDougall and Mary would talk about what they had the night before. <laughs> <laughs> um, what they had to eat and Mary always showed us pictures because I thought this is such a really great way to just drive it home you know that this is really a simple thing and yeah. you know they don't just talk the talk they walk the walk and I mean and that's a really great thing and I really enjoyed all the lectures as well just the knowledge that was imparted was just amazing and from everybody and even down to the fitness aspect of it like with jack with jack, jack it, it was it was like i really oh, yeah. like that too because you know he was like you don't have to be a bodybuilder but here's some things that you can use your body to help you do so it was really great I, well, jack I like, dixon. Oh, yeah. i'm so sorry dr mcdougall well i was just gonna say jack dixon uh We've known Jack for over 40 years, and uh, he struggled uh, to try and get Mary and I to be more active. And uh, fi finally, at, at our stage in, of life, we, we are quite active, <laughs> But uh, and Jack is proud of us. <laughs> it, it was nice to have just like this exercise. It was like an optional exercise component, and the, the ask for exercise is real small. I mean, you can always do more, but so it's not like you go in there and like, here's the four hours you're going to do a day, yeah, right. a 12 day program. He's just like, you know, walk 15 minutes a day. I'm like, you know, I'm already doing better than that. So it was kind of awesome. Well, here's some things you can do to test your flexibility. And here's what you can do to make it better. I mean, it's just. Well, I can tell you just from our point of view, exercise has made a really positive difference in our lives. Uh, but you can you can have this, a similar success just by eating well. And the evidence that I offer for that is the fact that uh, you're old enough, uh, both of you are old enough to <clears throat> remember uh, before 1980, when you saw pictures of people from Thailand or Vietnam or China, you know, everybody was thin. And now, of course, if you, especially if you fly in first class or business class on the airplanes, the Asian folks uh, have really adopted the American the American ability to fill a first-class seat from, from armrest <laughs> to armrest. <laughs> you know, that's the typically Asian this day. But my point being is that of the people that you saw, the 2 billion Asians you saw before 1980, living on a diet of 90% rice, many of them were school teachers or, or house husbands or housewives or ministers or, you know, they didn't have a lot of physical activity. 
and yet everybody was trimmed. So, you know, it'd be nice to exercise. It offers an extremely important part of, of better health and better looks. But, you know, just because you don't exercise doesn't mean you couldn't get rid of your diabetes or, or fatty infiltration of the liver or your heal your atherosclerosis. I mean, it's the food. Just fix the damn food. <laughs> That's all you got to do. It, it was it was really nice though. I really like Jack because at first when I saw him, he looked so big and tough, and he's super buff. And I was like, he's the person I might not talk to at the gym because he seems a little scary. But then he opened his mouth, and I was like, I really like you. Like he because he explained things, and he was so supportive. And he's like, if you have differing abilities, here's some things you can do. And so I just really I liked him a lot too. I have to say. It's kind of a tie, but Dr. Lim and Stacy, Stacy was my health coach, or you guys call it support specialist. Um, I've decided she's my health coach if she is or not. <laughs> it's another story, maybe. But the two of them, like Dr. Lim, all you know, I met with him four different times and I just felt really connected to him and I felt like he, he kept offering me different ways to look at myself and my situation. Like one of the things that he said that was really powerful to me was you need to love on that part of yourself. That you kind of want to cut out to do this. So like he went with me on a more like he could tell I'd been in therapy before, I think is what the deal was. <laughs> but, um, you know, and offered me some things there to look at differently. And he was just so gracious about sharing his own personal stories to drive some things home too. And Stacy was just, no matter what you throw, and I've heard about this about Tiffany. So the other um, support specialists who I don't know, it's like, you can ask them anything. So we're, I'm like, we're weighing ourselves and see, I have no secrets. This is the first time you're going to hear me say poop though, publicly on, on live, but it's like, do you want the pre-poop weight or the after poop weight? Do you want to know about the, like, we're having this conversation with an individual <laughs> we don't know that well. Right. And so since you're starting off that way, there's, there's, you know, anything goes like, so when we said something like before even Cheryl was in it. Yeah. Very quickly, everybody just kind of felt like family. Yeah. This is the best way to put it. I, I was going to ask that, uh, Kathy, you said you saw Dr. Lim four times, but if you did see him 12 times, would you have had any problem? No. Did he make no. himself available for you? Oh, oh no, no. He was, he was amazing. And the first time was the kind of pre-program one. So for those of you who don't know, like you do pay a fee, but then that fee, if you join the program, the fee is applied to the price of the program. So it's kind of a no brainer if you're having questions. Um, and it just, he just felt right. And after have, and I explained that I'd had a really bad ex experience. And so, and he took that in consideration and he remembers everything. Like I had, you know, and maybe it's notes. I don't care. Even yeah. all I ask is a doctor, look at the chart before they come in to go, why are you here? Well, I'm here for my normal thyroid test that I come in every time for, right? Yeah. I just want you to remember something. 
<laughs> and but I felt really supported. And the first thing we asked Stacy on our last one is that we wanted to get a list of like how we would see Dr. Lim next. And you decided you want to do a follow up. Yeah. You want to talk after about? I get my blood work done at the end of the month, I'd like to have a follow up with him um, just so that we can talk about, you know, what things are looking like and next steps. And if I need to tweak anything. Um, and I feel like that's not going to be a problem to get access to him at all. No. And the, the, the sad thing is, is Dr. Lim will lose another patient. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the, that's one of the problems with being in this kind of practice is that pretty soon you figure out you don't have much follow-up business because people get well and they ask a question, a very simple one you'll be asking shortly. If you, it sounds like you're already asking it is why, why do I need to see a doctor? I'm not sick anymore. I'm not taking any drugs anymore. Why do I see? A, why should I see a doctor? Well, you shouldn't. I mean, doctors are, you know, they're they're for important purposes. But you're always in trouble when you see a doctor. Just like when I hire attorneys, I'm always in trouble. Fortunately, <laughs> I'm not in trouble very often. But I don't want attorneys working for me. I don't want morticians working for me. I don't want doctors working for me. I want to be away from these people who deal with me when I'm in trouble. Unfortunately, most of America is in constant trouble. And I can't help them with their legal problems, but I can certainly fix their health problems. Can I say something about Dr. Lim? He really saved the day because Kathy and I text a lot and she, I knew I knew about her health challenge and she was asking me about this place and this place and she almost was going to go in a different direction. And I can't, I, you know, Kathy's a Taurus like you, you can't tell a Taurus what to do. And, and, and so she was, she, and I, it's not that I disliked the person that she was going to maybe go work with. I think it's, the person is also a fine doctor, but I really felt that the McDougal program would be the right fit. And so I said, listen, just have the consultation with Dr. Lim. If you end up doing the program, it gets credit. If you didn't, it was still, you know, it's still a reasonable amount of money to spend. So I think that's a great option you have, Dr. McDougal, for people that are on the fence. Because once, you know, once they meet Dr. Lim, it's like a no-brainer to, of course, sign up for the program. So I'm just glad you did that. You know, I, I we can't mention people in the program, but Mary and you guys, I remember watching some of them and there was this gentleman there. He just cracked me up. He was like, well, I can't be that skinny. I, I, you probably know who I'm talking about. He was sort of a, a, like a larger than life character. We're not going to but he reminded me of so many of my relatives like well I can't get down to that like he just he cracked me up you know it was just uh, the people there are just delightful that you interact with so yeah well, you know we always say you know we manage to attract the, the greatest people around and uh, we we just have so much fun with them and uh, and it just it just always turns out well and I guess that's because we're we really like to help people. And when we see that the people are doing well, it makes us happy. And then that transfers over into their lives and they feel happy. And I don't know, it just turns out to be a success for everybody. Yeah, it was a really great group of people. I don't have anything to compare it to like you do, Mary, obviously, <laughs> but it, it was really comfortable. And, you know, it, I think going through as a group is super helpful. I, and I've been telling everyone, I don't know, Chef AJ, I don't know if you know this, but I've been telling everyone, you're the reason that I went to the McDougal program. And I, I think because I was panicky and anxious about my health issue, then you start 
Googling and looking around and seeing what all things are there. And then when you're in that kind of panic state too, you're not necessarily thinking about what's the easiest thing, what's the most logical thing. And so I feel like Chef AJ was the kind of that voice of reason because looking back now on what I had narrowed it down to, it would be Dr. McDougall's program hands down without a second thought. I'm not, I have zero regrets, A, that I went in the program or B, that I didn't go into a different one. Um, and having the year-long support and then also having Dr. Lynn and Dr. McDougall be basically your doctors for life. And that doesn't mean you don't pay for appointments. So don't be thinking about that. Because of course they have to live and eat and pay their bills too later on. Cheryl, but I'm afraid to tell you, I'll send you a bill for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's, that's, uh, I, you don't, I was just joking with you. I do. I do. It, but it's just, when, Chef AJ told me that I don't think it landed the same way as it did. Like when we were like 10 days through the program, I was like, oh, I'm so I I'm so glad that there are doctors for life. Like when you don't know, you don't know. But once you're like, oh, no, I feel really connected. They're really smart. They've got a lot of information that, you know, other people aren't paying attention to. And and that's something we need in doctors for for us i think everybody does but i don't think everybody goes and searches it out so that's it's really well developed and the fact that you get a year of support is is unheard of hopefully hopefully you won't need us after a year but but actually you can actually have a lifetime of support but as you say you pay for that it's included in the the price of the program the full year but uh you know, the problem with with seeing my colleagues is they have had no training in diet therapy, and they're so much involved with managed care, as Dr. Lim has talked to you about. You know, he's been with us for eight years, Dr. Lim has. And uh, when he came to, to us, you know, we, he, he, we knew he had uh, the qualities that we wanted in a doctor, but he had a whole re-education that he had to get because he was trained under the standard system, which is to manage people. You even hear him talking about that when you when you listen to the advertisements for Ozempic or other diabetic pills. They talk about managing the disease. Well, that's what the medical profession does. It switches you from one brand of drugs to another brand of drugs and then sends you off for devices and surgeries and so on. They just manage your they never deal with they never even think you could get well. It's not part of the education that a patient has the ability to get well. If you fix the problem, of course, they're not taught about, well, you have no, no education on nutrition in, in your four years of medical school, basically none. And you do have a tremendous amount of education from the drug companies, but not from food. And to think that diet has nothing to do with disease, which is what I was formally taught, which I'm sure Dr. Lim was taught too, is diet is irrelevant, it has nothing to do with disease. And what chance do I have as a doctor to help patients when all I have is these ineffective tools that are extremely extremely expensive, that result in tremendous side effects? I I can't function as as the kind of doctor I want to be without an education on nutrition. So we kind of have to provide that follow-up in the sense that your doctor will have, their doctor will be shocked when you walk in 
thinner and healthier. I mean, if you see your doctor, Kathy, and you've stopped all that diabetic medication, the first reaction might be, well, I can't help you get out of my office. <laughs> the second reaction, you would expect the doctor to say, tell me what you did, Kathy. I really want to know because I want to help the next patient. That's not, that's not unfortunately the response you get from most doctors is they just, you know, next. There's always a next. There's another overweight, diabetic, sickly person out there for them to take. So until the, the, the money, you know, the money hits the road, so to speak, until they realize that people aren't going to see them anymore for managed care, they're going to go for the cure, then they'll just keep doing what they're doing. They're making plenty of money, that, but the average doctor makes $200,000 a year or more. This is a this is a very lucrative profession, but uh, it's it's not very rewarding because your patients never get well. They just get drugged and sicker and drugged and sicker and sicker, and they get managed. Mm. If you want the cure, you're going to have to fix the problem. It's I not impossible. Uh, Cheryl and Kathy, oh, one of the viewers is asking if you could walk them through a typical day on the program. Yeah, sure. Do you want to do it? You can do. Okay. It. So you, and I'm, I'm saying this in mostly Eastern Standard Time, I may get some of it, around 10 o'clock for about an hour and a half, you meet with everybody in the group. So it's on a Zoom, and basically that was my breakfast time. So I am notorious of eating my oatmeal on Zoom. I did it today too. <laughs> and so you learn about the people, people talk about different things that are going on, like I have a heck of a time taking my blood pressure. So people had some ideas and then I found out, oh, it's not just me, right? So then we would have the Q&A, right? With Dr. Uh, McDougall and Mary in exactly that, <laughs> that situation. And you'd show us what you had to eat. We would go through any leftover questions from the day before, and you would take questions live, which I thought was pretty awesome. Then there would be um, like a lecture, a lecture, and, and it varied too. So it's not though you get to hear a lot from Dr. McDougall, which is awesome. But you also hear from Jack Novak, Dr. Lim, Dr. Lyle, Lyle Heather McDougall as well and she's talking a lot about um like lifestyle stuff and really how to go out to eat how to manage some different things and so you get a it's very well rounded in the fact that you get you know a, a very medical presentation and then you'll get a very personal presentation so i think it um it helps keep your mind engaged. Cause I do feel like I sat for a long time. I was on the treadmill a few times for that, but, um, and then you get, then it goes to about three o'clock and from three to six, you get a break. And then from about six to seven 30 or eight, six to eight, there's one or two more lectures at that point. But, you know, even during the lectures, I believe you took some questions. Mm -hmm. questions. The other, the other thing is people need to know, because we, we, you know, some of our participants come from halfway around the world. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're working, they're taking care of families, you know, they're, 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 this is their sleep time. Their lectures are all recorded. And not only are they available during the 12 days, but they're available for you for a period of time afterwards. Plus, 
most of the information that we're providing the program is available for you for a lifetime. But uh, the individual lectures are, you know, we, we limit them because of intellectual property rights for a couple of weeks. But it fits into pretty much everybody's schedule, whether you're from China or Australia or Germany or England. We take care of people all over the world. We had a couple from New Zealand who came every day to that 10 o'clock meeting. It was like three o'clock in the morning or something for them. And they were so loved. They were I just, I really enjoyed having them there. They brought a lot to, to the talks, but it is always nice to kind of get to see a little bit of everything. Cause you know, they were trying to see some sort of Ezekiel bread like substitute in New Zealand. And I was like, Ooh, I bet they're not shipping there, <laughs> but you know, to try and figure some of this out was yeah. really great. And the other thing we did is every morning, our time was early. It was before we would go into the group yeah. talk, but every day, we would meet with Stacy, um, and Stacy would um, take our numbers. So we would give her our weight, we would give her our, our blood pressure, and I would give her my fasting glucose numbers, and she would keep track of that. And we would talk to her about any questions we had or anything we were worried about and stuff like that. And then she would pass that information either on to Dr. Lim or Dr. McDougall or whoever, or Heather, or whoever needed to uh, address that. Yeah, because and that's how where some of the questions come from the Q and A. Let's say you're shyer than than we are, or maybe you're not willing to tell all your business. You can you can type it in, or you can tell her, and then Heather can ask it in an anonymous way. If you if you didn't want that personal health knowledge out there, you totally could do it that way. Yeah. But yeah, it was, and I don't think you're. You have to give your weight every day. We just have gotten into a habit of it mm -hmm. that that helped us. But I think we were supposed to give it like every three or four days or yeah. something. Like we've made it a habit. We're still every day checking our numbers, both mm -hmm. of us and keeping track of them so that we can make sure everything's still the way we want it. Well, the day will come when you won't do that anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah, the day, the day will come. The, the, um, our, our goal during the program is to get people off unnecessary medications. Now, realize that both Dr. Lim and I are board certified. You know, we're licensed to practice medicine. We, there's nothing fringy about what we do. We practice standard medicine. Uh, we don't sell supplements. We don't do principles of medicine that don't apply to what we believe is to the proper practice of medicine. But our goal is to get people off medication and our research shows that we are able to reduce or stop medications in nearly 90% of our participants. Just that alone, if you were paying for the drugs and some of you do, they pay for the program in one month. So yep. uh, that, that kind of care you're not gonna get in any place that I can easily think of where the physicians are oriented to get you off unnecessary medication, but are willing and able, we have prescriptions pads, we have narcotic licenses, et cetera. We are willing and able to put you on drugs that are necessary. It's just like with you, Kathy, you need to be on thyroid medication or you think you do, but you're trying to find out now. And I, I bet this is a, a new opportunity offered you that you might need not need thyroid medication. You're, you're being over-treated as it is. You know, it'll be interesting to see I'm going to be having a test. We just changed my medicine. So in eight weeks from now, that's the only thing that makes me sad. So 
for those of you who don't know, I have Graves disease. And when I was 19, I took the radioactive iodine, which always makes it go low. And also I used to eat like a cow. Like I was 94 pounds and I kept up with my football player boyfriend at the time. So like we go eat a triple burger and fries and pie and then go eat dinner, you know, like, so it, it was a big swap. But over the years and getting older in the pandemic, I gained a lot of weight. It wasn't all from that. But as you, my understanding, and Dr. McDougall, tell me if I'm, I'm off on this. As I lose weight, I'm going to need less thyroid, synthroid, right? Well, I'm not sure if that's the case. You had the radioactive thiodine, I-131 radioactive thiodine, which destroyed your gland. The, the thing is, is your TSH level, when I looked it over, was abnormally low, which means you were taking too much thyroid. So uh, the problem with taking too much thyroid is it causes bone loss. So you have a higher risk of fractures by having the dose not being uh, corrected. And so what Dr. Lim did for you is he either stopped or reduced the dose of thyroid supplement that you were taking. And what he'll do is check in somewhere between three and six weeks to see what your TSH level is to decide to take another guess as to what your right dose is. Like sometimes it's a milligram, sometimes it's 0.88 milligrams, sometimes it's, you know, 1.2 milligrams. You know, you just have to play around a little bit so that the TSH is around two. I think you were one point, you were 1.33, if I remember. So anyway, you um you're in the process of getting proper medical management, which any doctor could and should do. I mean, this is not something that we we we've only. I mean, it's standard practice to put you on the right dose. I'm sure if your doctor knew that your TSH was uh, suppressed by taking too much thyroid, that your own private doctor would have corrected that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm actually the one who told her, so we went ahead and got a test because because. There's some, there are two symptoms. The first one, Cheryl recognizes because they get cranky and Real snippy. Cranky. Super cranky. So something that maybe wouldn't irritate me as much normally, I'm much snippier about. And the other was we were out somewhere. I think it was the Wednesday, Wednesday night, you have the night off. So we were like, woo, we're going to go grocery shopping. It was like, it was like a big deal because you, you've just been sitting there. And um, I got really lightheaded and dizzy and I've never passed out. So I say, this is how I think people who pass out must feel. Cause I'm like real. And I was like, I think that's a sign to me in the past that my thyroid dosage is too high. So, so we went ahead and tested. And I talked to both Dr. Lim and um, Dr. Stacy Bean, who's my doctor currently in, in Chapel Hill. And she's, she's lovely. So I love the both of them. And I love having real medical knowledge available to me. So it's kind of been great getting all these details from you, Dr. McDougall, getting all that help from Dr. Lim. It, it's just been a game changer, really. Well, we're, we're very lucky because our, our general practitioner, um, she is one of those people where if she sees that your numbers are going in the right direction and she sees that you're healthier and you're happier, she's just going to be darn happy that we found something that works for us. So well, really unfortunately, unfortunately, I deal with, particularly when you get into the specialties, I deal with oncologists and cardiologists and 
diabetologists and, you know, what should be well-educated doctors. And what I often am called upon to do is to, you know, defend my patients. And for example, I have many people who are scheduled for heart surgery. And what I will do on occasion is I'll get on the phone and I'll talk to their cardiologist or their heart surgeon. And I'll say, why are you doing this? Just show me the evidence. You know, this is my patient. If you have evidence that you'll do my patient more good than harm, I'd like to see it. But right now, I'm holding a handful of scientific papers that say you'll do my patient more harm than good. About that time, they usually fire me or fire the patient. <laughs> but it, it, the abuse that goes on, it, it is, it's malpractice. For example, with when it comes to heart disease, all the studies show that doing angioplasty on people with blocked arteries does not prolong their life. I mean, I could show you 18 papers. The, the competition, the one that's trying to get you to do the surgery can show you none. I could go through all the literature, and I do, with, with the people during the program, just so I'll have it available. But I'm willing to talk to your doctor about it in case your doctor missed some of the science. Anyway, it's, it's, it's something I kind of enjoy, but I don't think the people on the other end of the phone join <laughs> enjoy it very much. I'm not nasty. I really am not. I just, just excuse me, this is my patient. Please tell me how you're going to do them more good than harm. Show me the evidence. Well, you know, they should come down. Well, you know, I'm the specialist here. I said, well, tough, <laughs> tough. I've been around the block a few times too, buddy, or gal, or whatever your name is. <laughs> uh, you know, anyway, that's one of the more fun things I do. Dr. McDougall, somebody's asking if the program could be right for somebody who is, let's see, if they, I think they had pancreatic, I'm finding it, they had pancreatic cancer and now they're dying, here it is. Uh, someone who just finished chemo for pancreatic cancer and is on insulin as a result, they're in bad shape for the chemo. Would your program at this time be right for them? Well, Steve Jobs. I don't know who you want to talk about. Why did Steve Jobs die? Yeah. My November, 2011 newsletter. Steve Jobs died of pancreatic cancer. I did a whole discussion, which, by the way, had included a 60 minutes presentation by Isaacson, who was the biographer of Steve Jobs. And you can find that, my discussion of the 60 minute presentation they did. My November 2011 newsletter talks about how Steve Jobs died of pancreatic cancer and was treated unnecessarily from so many points of view. And it's, it's, it's had over a million hits. Look it up. Steve Jobs <laughs> and McDougal on YouTube, or look at my November 2011 newsletter, and you'll see the discussion I did on how Steve Jobs, who had pancreatic cancer, the richest, one of the smartest people in the world, was abused by the medical business. He was hurt. He couldn't get away from the power of doing wrong because that's the consensus of opinion. He was hurt over and over again. That's 2011, that, that lecture has been up for what, 12 years now. Uh, the, the newsletter has been out for 12 years. I've yet to hear anybody criticize what I put down on paper and what I talked about in that lecture. And there've been over a million people who've watched that lecture. 
So tell me why I haven't been criticized. Maybe it could be because I was right. So in answer to the question about somebody had pancreatic cancer, I can save you a lot of trouble just by reading that newsletter or watching that video. I can get you out of trouble that Steve Jobs couldn't get himself out of trouble for by just telling you some simple truths about this disease. It's a tough one. Yeah, changing your diet is gonna help you. Is it gonna cure your cancer? Probably not, you know, but you should be on a good diet regardless of what's wrong with you. You know, if you have cancer, if you have heart disease, if you have, you're missing one limb because it got blown off by a bomb, you should still be eating a healthy diet. Whatever, this is the diet of human beings. It's just like if you have a racehorse and the racehorse breaks its leg, you don't put them on cat food. Okay, there's a diet best for health and healing. It's called a starch-based diet with fruits and vegetables. So regardless of any other treatment you're given, you need to be on the best diet for health and healing, which is a starch-based diet, which I spent... You know, I spent over a long time, for four decades, trying to convince you that I'm right. And, you know, those who've tried what I had to say have been convinced on their own, just like Kathy and Cheryl. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's nothing like a personal experience. When you can stand back and say, it works for me, that's what all the evidence you really need. Well, they're going to be one day they're going to be star McDougalers, Dr. McDougal. I can already see the writing on the wall because because they have each other, too. Yeah, it's so so, this is just like like a Hallmark movie. Everybody's crying. Dr. McDougal, there is a question from a viewer, and I know you've gotten this before, but not everybody has seen you before necessarily. How can I eat starches during the day if when I eat potatoes or legumes or even fruit within 30 minutes, I'm looking for a bed to sleep the rest of the day? Well, it's not the experience of uh, athletes. Uh, the, the, the marathon and triathlon winners, as far back as 40 years ago, have been people from Ethiopia and Kenya. What are they eating with their potatoes? I don't know. Really I was just going to get to the starch part. Oh, they could make a difference of <laughs> what they're eating with their potatoes. They could. I, I think that I think what's what's happening is people were told that they need to have protein to have strength. And so psychologically they go, well, I'm not eating a high protein food, I'm eating potatoes, so I'm supposed to be fatigued. Athletes these days actually choose potatoes because potatoes have a high glycemic index so they can put sugar back in their muscles and liver so they can run another race quickly. So what you're saying is something contrary to what the real world shows and that is that you have more strength more endurance you're more active when you eat a starch-based diet the world athletes prove it carl lewis who set the world record for the 100 meter dash did so on the mcdougall diet carl lewis who set three long jump records did so on the mcdougall diet carl lewis who won relay races in his 30s did so on the mcdougall diet so if Carl Lewis can be active and be the world-class runner that he has been, athlete he has been, uh, I bet you can make the adjustment too. It's psychological. 
I, I wouldn't mind adding one thing because a friend of mine was saying something to me because she was like, I could never eat two bowls of oatmeal. So I maybe I can't do the McDougal diet. And I said, maybe what you need to do is kind of suspend your belief or disbelief in things because you don't know what your body feels like on the McDougal diet. Because like what Mary said, it, what are you eating with those potatoes, right? So if you're doing the right McDougal thing, maybe you don't feel tired then too. I just want to kind of put that out to people because I think we make these assumptions. Like I can make a lot of assumptions about what it would feel like to be a runner, but I'm not a runner, right? I assume my knees would get a little sore. I assume all these things, but until you, until I go running and I know what it's like, I don't know. Same thing with eating this McDougal diet because it really yes, does Kathy, I, 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 I think you hit on an important point that I missed. And that is if you're not eating enough food, you're tired. So if you're eating the same size plate of food that you used to eat, you're going to be tired. If you eat two or three times as much food as you used to eat, then you're going to win the marathon or the triathlon. You're going to be at your peak. You have to eat more food. Being hungry, not getting enough calories in. The body resorts to fatigue. It, you know, you're tired because you're not eating enough food. It wants to preserve what calories are available. It's a natural reaction. So I think that, that I missed that, and you got it right, Kathy. I don't know that you've missed that. I think that I just know sometimes people need to get things explained to them even smaller than you think they do. All right. <laughs> Hey, listen, Mary knows this. she's done recipes before when you're doing a recipe you really have to say tiny things that you think you don't need to say <laughs> sure do well i think you've, you've done a great job at conveying for people an important message and that is you know they they have a choice you know you can you can live the next 30 or 40 years uh, overweight on diabetic medication Having your, having your liver fail, fail and continue to fail, or you can get your health back. Doesn't cost anything, or it doesn't have to. You cut your food bill by 60 to 80% mm -hmm. and give you everything you're looking for. It's the food. You can prove it to yourself in 12 days. We'll help you during our 12-day program, or just take 12 days out of your life and prove it. You can do anything for 12 days. You could probably even go without eating for 12 days, <laughs> but we offer you a better option. You you've really really done a nice job, uh, both of you. I want to thank you for giving the a, a common touch to our program and helping people understand what we're really trying to do and what we're all about. I want to thank you very much. Now, Mary and I have to get on to our exercise program. <laughs> we actually we actually seriously, I, this is something I've never told people before, but it's not like I've been trying to hide it. We actually have a person who works with us. Uh, on a personal basis and helps us with our exercise. And she's made a huge difference in our lives. Uh, so again, you know, I, I try not to de-emphasize the importance of exercise, but I just want you to know if you're not ready to incorporate that kind of activity in your life, it's the food. Fix the <laughs> damn food. And you'll be you'll get the results you want. You'll get off the drugs, you'll lose the weight, the balls will work good. It's the food. And you can add a little bit of exercise. Dr. McDougall, I know you I know you have to leave, but two very quick questions from viewers. Oh. Do you ever offer any specials like like two for one or maybe people that live oh, in the same house? We've not oh. done that. I think we have a companion rate. Do we have a companion rate? I don't know. Yeah, Kathy and Cheryl 
Yeah. So, so um, when when I signed up, you could actually do a friend or family rate. You get emailed it so that you can do it for one price, and then it's a third off for additional people. Right. Yeah. Right. We figure, as I say, we you know we like this. You know, we we of course have to make a living, just like everybody else, and uh, we, we feel that we have the right price. But it's free. It's on the website. You know, it's. Basically everything I know, I've either put on video or I've written it down on the website. So it's all there for you. It's just that we'd like to help you. And we'd like to help you get through the tough parts, get you off your drugs that you don't need, you know, give you a great start. And uh, we're, we're always going to be there for you too. And that's the important thing to understand. And that's easier with help. Yes. Yeah. It's easier with help. Yeah. I, I, I could do my taxes this year by getting a book and reading it, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Gonna hire a CPA, you know. So let us let us do some of the hard work. Dr. McDougal, Linda, who's watching live, says she has a client who's not who not losing over 10 pounds after a year on the McDougal diet. Are some people genetically not able to lose extra weight? And it sounds like she has 40 pounds to lose. Well, you know, you know, I get to ask this quite often. Uh, first of all, I think we failed you as far as conveying the message because I don't believe the program fails people. And the evidence I, I've given you a couple of minutes before, and that is before 1980, you saw 2 billion Asians. Nobody was overweight, all right? Many of these people didn't exercise. Most of them have emotional problems, difficulty paying the bills. You know, they have trouble getting along with their kids and their spouses and so on. But because they ate a diet that was 90% starch, Nobody was overweight. They had no heart disease, breast cancer, prostate cancer. These diseases are only since they changed to the Western diet in Asia. So initially when people start the program, first of all, let me emphasize, I don't think we've conveyed the message properly to this person. So we need to try harder. Second of all, people can gain some weight when they first start the program. It's because of the pain associated with dieting, they're starving. Their body says, I need to prepare for the next famine. It's coming, I know it's coming because that's what you've been doing to me. You know, several times a year, you've been starving me. So you overeat. The second reason that people gain weight when they first start the program is they're glycogen deficient. They've either starved and burnt their glycogen stores or they've been on low carb diets and burnt off their glycogen stores. Glycogen is the sugar that's stored in your liver and muscles. You store two pounds of glycogen in your liver and muscles on average. For every molecule of glycogen, there are 2.4 molecules of water. Okay, you could do the math. That means when you replenish your glycogen stores, having been on a low-carb diet or starving, you're going to gain two pounds of glycogen plus another six, eight pounds of water. So yeah, you're gonna regain weight, but it's water weight, it's glycogen weight, it's invisible weight. So, you know, don't get discouraged. You, you gotta give the program at least 12 days <laughs> and you've gotta do it right. And I, I can't imagine that it would fail anybody. It's just like, I can't imagine somebody who smokes cigarettes quitting and not having benefits in their lung function or a hardcore drunk. Now, you, when you stop the booze, they always get better, don't they? 
but there's been damage we've done to ourselves in the past that catches up with it. And I want you to think about that too. You know, it's not like, it's not like you followed the McDougal diet since birth. You've been, you've been testing the limits of survival for three, four, five, six decades. Give yourself a little bit of time to heal. How much time? Well, the healing is evident in four to seven days. You'll see it within four to seven days. The joints stop hurting so much. Mm. The balls start working good. The greasiness of your hair and skin decrease in four to seven days. By four months, you will have achieved as much as the McDougall program is going to give you. Okay? So if you have that for weight loss. Except for weight loss. Yeah, thank you, Mary. So if, if you come to us with an inflammatory arthritis, rheumatoid, lupus, psoriatic, et cetera, or other autoimmune diseases or diabetes or whatever, within four months, you'll have seen the results and probably accomplished everything you're going to accomplish, except for the weight loss. The weight loss, when it comes to diabetes, you really have to get down to trim weight, too. except obviously in Cheryl, you don't have to do that. She's already to the point of stopping all her diabetic medication. It happens quickly. It, it happens so quickly, you can hardly believe it, but there's a reason for it. And that is you have a, a body that has a miraculous ability to heal. Give it a chance. Starch-based diet with fruits and vegetables. Thank you. Thank you, Chef AJ. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Kathy. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, Dr. McDougall and Mary. And I look forward to seeing you on, uh, let's see, that you're going to be coming back on Three or four Monday, days from now. Monday, Monday, as your regular slot, you're going to be doing a, a, a show on, on Alzheimer's disease. I'm going to be talking about Alzheimer's. I just submitted a letter to the editor to the Journal of the American Medical Association. I think it's been accepted. So I'm going to be talking about Alzheimer's in terms of the new drugs that have come out and how harmful they are and how there's a better way to deal with Alzheimer's. But in the meantime, this Saturday, we actually have a, a, a two-hour session, or maybe three hours, on diabetes. And then the next Saturday, we're doing our heart disease, the next Saturday on cancer, the next Saturday on, uh, on aspects of nutrition. So we've got a, a series of lectures going on right now that some of you may want to join. We've already done the first lecture, which was last Saturday. And we have another program coming up. Because we're, we're busy, we're busy with the... Uh, the award ceremony in Palm Desert. And because uh, we're busy with these educational programs, so we, we're not running another 12-day program until probably October. And I can guarantee it'll be filled up long before that. So you know, if you're interested, uh, now's the time to at least let us know. Anything else you want to say, Mary? No, that's it. All right. Gotta get Thank on to you our so exercise. much. Thanks, Dr. McDougall. And Kathy and Cheryl, you guys are rocking it. And when you get the present I sent you, take a photo because I think I think Dr. McDougall would find it. I think you're going to find it funny. And it's, it's a useful gift, but it's kind of a joke gift at the same time. And I was hoping to show it on the air, but that's okay. Kathy, you'll be next, back next month for the regular Kathy Hester's Kitchen. And we'd love to see how you've maybe either revamped some of your recipes or just doing it all McDougall style. This has just, just been so wonderful. Thank you guys and congratulations. And thank you, Chef AJ, for uh, just being such a good friend and a good support system and, and 
you know, I, I really do feel like I got into the McDougal program and Cheryl got healthier because of you and yeah, your kindness. Thank you. Thank and I didn't push it. That's the thing. No. It's, you know, it was always in the back of my head, but like, what am I to do? Say, Hey, you got, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, that's why I really believe when the student's ready, the teacher appears and you had to do what you had to do to get to where you are. And so you can be where you are, you know, but you're awesome. And I just, it's always a pleasure to be on your show, but it's it's even more of a pleasure to be your friend. Oh, so. you are just the best. And Kathy, what do you think of my idea, though? Seriously, now that Dr. McDougall's gone, is he? You can either you're a recipe creator, so it'd be no problem for you to create new recipes. But you you have like eleven books, right? Something like that, I think. You know, and, you know, and, I, and you know, and you know, you can self publish if you want. You have enough of a following. You don't really need a publisher anymore. You know, we'll just sell it on the show. But what if you took those eleven books and just revamped any rest? You know, like just Kathy Hester done McDougal style. You know, I I'm definitely considering it. And there's there's another project I'm considering for next year, but it will all still be McDougally style recipes. I mean, I think but, it's going to be amazing. I, let the I, people I mean, add their own oil, sugar, and salt if they want, you know? Right. It could be the opposite. Now, before, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I don't understand why the tradition, and I pitched a whole food plant-based book, No Oil, before two publishers, and they were real resistant, even though it's obvious that McDougal, Forks Over Knives, all Dr. Greger's books, all of them sell so well, but they're really reluctant because they feel like the audience is tiny. But then who's buying those books if the audience is so tiny? But the thing is, is I bet Dr. McDougall would even introduce you to his publisher. And, you know, I'm sure he would write the foreword or the introduction. You know, I think, uh, you know, I think it'd be great. I'll start thinking of a clever title now because. Okay. Because Kathy does McDougall does not. That sounds more like a movie <laughs> that we, it doesn't sound right for a book. But, but the idea is we will we will start thinking about that and i'm so happy to see you guys uh next september but even before that i'll um i'll see you on like i think it's september 6th for the next installment of kathy hester's vegan kitchen well thank you so much thank and you. thanks everybody and again if anybody has some other questions about the mcdougall program obviously chef aj watched some stuff on mcdougall but you're also welcome to ask me some questions if you're asking me just the general thing do i think it's worth it i'm just probably going to start emailing back yes yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it is yay all right well thanks guys and thanks all of you for watching another episode of chef aj live please come back tomorrow at 11 a.m pacific my guest is plant-based dermatologist dr jessica Krant, and everybody has skin so you'll be sure to watch take care everyone